Uh, hello, everybody. This is my first uh, episode of the Paul Filar podcast with my uh, good friend George. We cover a bunch of topics from uh, COVID and mental health and some personal stuff that um, we go into, um, nothing beyond the pale, but uh, it's a real conversation and um, there are definitely some things that I will need to work on going forward, but uh, overall I think this was uh, really fun, so enjoy. George, I started the stream. You did? I did. George Thompson. Are yeah, how are you, dude? I'm tired, but I'm doing well. How are you, man? Dude, excellent. I, uh, I think I'm in the same boat. Um, let's see. I, I, I'll, I'll give an intro because this is our, this is our first episode or my first yeah, episode. Probably, yeah. Um, okay. That's a good move. So uh, I guess here we go. Um, hello, everybody. Uh, thank you for tuning in to the uh, – we're going to call this the, the Paul Filar podcast for now because I can't really think of a better name. I think that's sufficient. Um, with me is my old friend, George. George, how you doing? Good. Tired. Excellent. Glad, uh, okay. Glad to be on. Yes. I'm glad you're here. Um, okay. So just for everybody watching, um, we're going to just basically have a conversation. We're going to try our best to just talk about whatever, um, all about, you know, real conversation, talking about real things, all for it. Um, however, given that this is my first interview, I don't know, podcast, whatever, and I'm presuming uh, you haven't been. Have you been on a – can you recall being interviewed before or on a podcast or anything I mean, like that? I've been interviewed for a job. Okay. That's that fair. Okay. Fair enough. Um, given, that the, given that it is our first, let's say, recorded and we're going to post this publicly online and bear the consequences of whatever we say. Um, oh, boy. Yeah. We agree. <laughs> we have agreed uh, pre-recording that yeah, if we say anything stupid um, or offensive, like, you know, for example uh, – um, oh, yeah. Then we'll agree to we'll agree to we'll agree to edit those out. So um, I know I'm gonna edit that out. Um, but yeah, that just because we're gonna just try and talk and have a conversation, and um, you know, it's gonna be kind of I guess interesting to navigate between. Well, we can just talk about whatever without caring what people say, but also we should. So we reserve that right. Anyway, George, uh, welcome to the show. Good. Welcome to the show. I don't Thank really, you. I don't really know how to do introductions. Um, I was thinking, so for people who don't know, uh, me and George went to high school together, and then we went to college together, and we had, yeah. uh, I think we only had one class together, which was business presentations, it was, right? It was like business communications, like how yeah. to write emails, and I right. don't fucking know. Yes, and, we, and the project we did was, uh, what was it? It was the retirement home or something like that. We had to do something along... Base, yeah, what, what, pitch a business idea? Like, yeah, I think, it wasn't it called, like, uh, it was, like, Sun Valley or Sun something? I'm I'm just trying to remember the concept. I think it was, like... It was, like, um, a sustainable retirement home or some shit like that. Like, and I think we went with... Basically a lit retirement home. Yeah, yeah, we went with the high-value prop, like, it's gonna cost more, but we're gonna give all the, the good shit. Um, dude, that was the, uh, the first time that I had heard about CBD was when... I came over to your apartment. You're like, dude, check out this shit. And I'm like, what is it? It's a non psychoactive weed or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, like it's like a like a body high, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, I remember. I remember like we were practicing for this uh, presentation, and like you know, some people were nervous. Like, oh yeah, I have a great idea. Like, just take some CBD and you'll yeah. you'll feel fine. Yeah, that was <laughs> yeah, and that was the first time I heard it. And now it's like you know, I've bought CBD gummies before. Were you on CBD when you did the presentation out of curiosity? No. no? Nah, okay. I don't, like I don't like to see chances on that shit. 
But okay. I mean, it's a funny, it's a funny idea. That's fair. Well, dude, you when when you did the presentation, do you like? I don't know if you remember. You you did. The, I think you did like the finance portion or something like that. But oh yeah, you're right, Good. dude. Your memory's insane because I don't remember shit. Well, dude, I remember because it was like we were going through whatever, and I, you know, it was like a, your typical presentation. And then you yeah. got up, and you it was like. You fucking just went off like voice of God and just was like, okay, here's the finance, here's the, here's the, you know, this, this, and that, yeah. whatever. Yeah, and dude, I remember looking at uh, Professor Yagi, <laughs> or Dr. Yagi was her name, whatever, and her eyes were like wide open and shit. It was like, holy fuck, George is fucking killing it. It was like, dude, how the fuck? I thought you were on CBD. I'm like, dude, that's the fucking drugs that he's going off on the presentation <laughs> for. CBD, um, like, yeah. suck at presenting CBD. Uh, yeah. Some kind of ad like that, right? God, yeah, that was, but that so was. I was sober. Plot twist. Yeah, right. Well, then even <laughs> more power to you. So, um, but yeah, that was what? That was junior year or something like that. So, no, that was sophomore year. It was it sophomore year? And then, yeah, what, you came over and we, as a group, we like smoked weed and played, uh, yeah. Mario Kart. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then, uh, one of our teammates was just fucking like, and talk, right? Yep. He used talk himself up. He was all like, yeah, I get stoned. I like weed and then takes one rip and just couldn't fucking move. <laughs> yeah, I know you're referring to it, but we'll, uh, we'll we'll avoid names on on on, oh, yeah, on, yeah. on the yeah, Paul Fallout podcast. Cool. We'll, we'll avoid calling people out. Um, I didn't say anything. I didn't say shit. Yeah, I'm no rat. That, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but uh, let's see. Um, how are you? You said you're tired. Uh, I mean, I am too. Yeah. So I feel you. Yeah, it's a, it's a mix of things. Like, you know, like, number one, COVID, just, like, apparently staying indoors all the time is really tiring, mm-hmm. surprisingly. Mm-hmm. But also, you know, next week is Thanksgiving, and there's no way I'm going to be able to do shit for work. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of like, all right, might as well just try to, like, work more this week so mm-hmm. I can at least justify myself being completely useless, you know? Yeah, we're not uh, – I think I'm – I mean, I'm, we have Thanksgiving off, but I'm not taking any other days off of that just because – I mean, I'll, like do – you get, Do you get Friday off? No. But well, we have and like oh, a lot of oh, stuff yeah. I do is like, you have to log in and do some daily stuff just because it updates stuff downstream. Um, or apparently, one of my friends he gets like Friday off too, so he doesn't even have to use PTO for that. Hmm. So he's able to like, so he just ta- he's just taking PTO Monday, Wednesday, and he's like nine days off. Yeah, we. So I'm very envious, very envious. Yeah, I've at been. At the same time, I I will be on PTO because I'm not gonna be. I'm yeah. I've been doing a half day, like every Wednesday I take a half day off because I have to drain down or draw down my PTO somehow because I'm not going anywhere. So it's like, I'll just take every Wednesday half yeah, off yeah, and yeah. just kind of do it like that. Um, okay. One thing that I think is interesting. You had COVID, right? You got it. Yes, sir. Please yes. Uh, tell me how that was. Uh, how, I did mean, you, how did you, you know get, do you know how you got it? Yeah. So basically, um, we're seeing, hanging out with some friends, you know. We're hanging out in Chicago. We're at Lumonati's. Oh, that place is full. And <laughs> yeah, so we're just eating pizza and just like in the middle of the meal, my friend's just like, yeah, I can't taste this. So I was like, well, fuck. Looks like we're getting COVID. Mm-hmm. So I mean, like, why else? Why the fuck else would you not be able to taste yeah. food? Like, I don't know why, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. great. I'm fucked. Mm-hmm. Luckily, you know, like I try to stay fit. Right. But yeah, I know uh, I, uh, uh, a girl I talked to said she got it, and then she said she couldn't taste, or sh- her sense of taste was gone for two months or something like that. Fuck that. Yeah, I did yeah, not which actually is like, experience that, fortunately. Yeah, and that's like, <laughs> that's 
I've been sick where I've lost my sense of taste before, but I like I think like dude, what if it would like never came back? Like yeah, that's that's pretty fucking bad. But so you said you I mean you you said you the positive is go. that you would you would get you know if you couldn't taste, might as well just eat healthy food and just get in the best shape of your life. Yeah, well, so <laughs> yeah, right. Well, fuck it, I'll just eat yeah a bunch of what do you call this like. Just eat the, chicken. Just eat only meat. Just eat only meat. Yeah, carnivore and carbs diet. Required. Yeah, the, whatever those uh, healthy green vegetable shakes are, or whatever. Um, what was I gonna say? So, so what were what were your like symptoms like? So, um, basic. I mean, base. It was like it was like a flu for like two days, and then a cold. Mm-hmm. But it was like I don't, I don't explain it. Yeah, it just felt like a cold, but. There was something different about it. Like, I don't know, like my lungs, it lingered a little more in my lungs, I think. Mm. I know, like, even like on week three, I still like a tickle in my lungs like every day. So that was like annoying. It how, was, long, it, how, long yeah. did you, how long ago did you get it? I can't even remember. I think like one and a half, two months ago, probably. Okay. Um, yeah, I think it was like the beginning of October, if I remember correctly. I remember like I was spending like the first part of October, mm-hmm. like quarantining. I mean, like, my philosophy is, like, you know what, just, like, if you're low risk, you know, just just don't live in fear. Like, you're probably, you won't die. Well, you, you could lose your taste. So, I mean, I don't know. That is kind of scary. Yeah. I just, I kind of, yeah. I just kind of went my gut. I was like, I don't think that's going to happen to me. Mm-hmm. Kind of naive, whatever. So, but, yeah, but if you get it, stay the fucking doors. Don't give it to anyone else. Like, get yeah. tested. If you're, yeah. Did you quarantine? That's kind of my thing. Did you quarantine, like, in your room? Because you're with your, with your family, right? Yeah, I did, but they still got it. Yeah. Like it, it's so contagious. Like okay. you, you, you have to quarantine if you get this. Sure. Shit. And was your like, did did like your family have bad symptoms at all, or? Um, my sister, pretty much the same thing as me. Well, she actually lost her taste for like a week, two weeks, I think. Mm-hmm. But then she was fine. My mom didn't get it. She's like a hermit. She kind of just stays in her office like all day long. Sure. So Good I guess that's why. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I Good guess. Strategy. My dad, he's like fifty-seven, so that was, a, like, he sounded like death. Like he's like trying for scream out tryouts. Maybe, sure. Like, okay. Off, you know. Okay. <laughs> like. Yep. Like, except like a little like much worse than that. Yeah, and and yeah, scarier. So. <laughs> I remember. Yeah, I remember. Like, he's a very stubborn guy, so like he was just like he sounded like death. And then there was a point where like he was like in the living room. He's just like fucking like sitting like this. Like hands in his face for like twenty minutes. Like, yo, you should probably see a doctor. He's like, oh, I'm not doing that. He's like, he's very conservative, so he's like very <laughs> sure. Yep. He's very uh, like, oh, you know, like, like, don't close everything down. We gotta yeah. keep going. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. I, I could beat this thing, and he did. He actually did do it. Yep. Um, wasn't fun for him, but mm-hmm. he did it. So props to him. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, yeah, I don't, I. <laughs> I go back and forth on, you know, like, should we just lock shit down and just kill it where it is or whatever? I thought we should have yeah. done that initially. That would have been the right move hindsight now. But now it's like, okay, I mean, I don't, I don't know that many people who, have, I mean, I know some people who have gotten it and, you know, I don't know anyone that's gotten it and then gotten really sick. But, you know, again, that's not like, you know, your anecdotal evidence isn't necessarily a good way to inform your decisions on whether or not to yeah. do mass lockdowns and shit but it's all it's like yeah my general thing is you know people have their own risk tolerance you know and it's like if you're if you're old or you have uh what do you call it um 
pre, not pre-existing conditions, comorbidities, mm-hmm. whatever, you know, whatever they are. Like, we know what those are. It's like, okay, those people should quarantine, and those people should avoid people who are not quarantining. But, you know, like, I live on my own. You know, the bars are nearby or whatever. I have friends who just live together, and they're not going to see, like, their parents or anything. It's like, I, that doesn't seem like, the, like us going out and potentially getting it, it's like, I don't know. I, I mean, like, it's, like unless it's, I guess we'd be going for herd immunity at that point, and maybe that's not the right strategy. But I mean, there. I don't think there's any right strategy. It's like once once it spreads across the world, you're fucked. Like, mm-hmm. well, I mean, there's some countries. There's some countries who've handled it very well. Mm-hmm. Um, though you have to factor in, like, do you have to factor in? It's also about population density too. Like, I, I think the trend is that like the more successful countries have had a lower population density, so it's harder to spread, right? Mm-hmm. But like, I mean, at well, the end of the day, like rural versus city, yeah, it's the same thing. I mean, my my point was like, we we had a pandemic a hundred years ago, and you think like, wow, that really sucked. I don't want that to ever fucking happen again. We should like really think about how we could stop this from ever happening. Mm-hmm. We didn't really do that. We we're kind of oh, it's over. So then, and so then it happens. Shit hit the fan, and we were completely unprepared. Like we just were not proactive. We literally had a hundred years. Yeah, I mean, what like one of the things I think about is like. Coming out of this because, you know, I mean, I remember the fucking Bill Gates TED talk or whatever about, you know, pandemic is inevitable. It's not a question of, it's not a question of uh, if, it's a question of when. It's like, in our, I mean, the chance that another pandemic is going to arise because we're such a global, you know, economy and shit and everyone's traveling and all that stuff. It's like, that's likely going to happen again. Like, we, we almost got kind of lucky because... Like, obviously, you know, Corona's bad, but it's not like it's killing 5% of people. It's not like it's, you know... It's not like it. It's not like if you get it and then a month later you die. Like that would be the worst, right? Because like you would get it. Yeah. And not, no. So, What's bad was the bubonic plague. Yes. That was among, like a fifty percent death rate, right? Yeah. Yeah. That like like that type of shit. You know what I mean? Like like we that got that was the end. Of, that could have been the end of the world. Right. Right. Yeah. If people. Yeah. If, if we were you know hopping on planes and shit with fucking. Yeah. When people like when people are like black oh this could be shit. No, when people are like, oh, this could be the end of the world. I'm like, dude, like, this is like a fucking joke. Right. Well, like, dude, we're fine. I think we're fine. Right. And that's what I'm saying. It's like, we, like, like we and like our generation and anyone who's gone through it now, like now we have lessons learned. So if like five, 10 years from now, this shit comes up again, it's like, okay, let's all agree. Like nobody likes this fucking indefinite purgatory. Like, okay, we're kind of in it. We're kind of yeah. not. Well, some places will do shutdown. Some places will not. It's like, okay, as soon as we get it, I vote shut down everything for two weeks you know like nobody moves nobody does anything like because we know that in like in principle you know like the supply chain still work people we can get food to grocery stores still you know like if we take the proper precautions or whatever so it's like you know we don't have to worry that society is going to collapse if we shut down for a two-week period and we kind of like okay that guy's like virus is spreading dude i remember (laughs) i remember we were in a work meeting and uh, one of the people in the meeting was like, "When we, this is before, uh, you know, before Corona. The first time I heard of it was like, yeah, he was like, um, also, it was like the tail end of the meeting. We were wrapping up. He's like, oh, by the way, there's like an outbreak of a new SARS virus in China that we should probably start preparing the company for. And it's just like, what? It's going to like, be proactive. Well, yeah, right. But it's like, it's like, you know, th- like that, I don't think that, that in nobody's mind was it like, and I remember talking to people like, you know, friends or whatever and people at work. It's like, this is not going to happen. Like, oh, blah, 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 whatever. And then That's it's what like, I thought too. Yeah. yeah, well, and then it was like, okay, <laughs> you know, I, and I, I mean, I, I didn't know what it was going to be. I didn't think it would be as long, excuse me, as long as it's been. But it was yeah. like, so it was like, you know, I remember uh, 
freaking the day that you know um we i left from work and then started started working from home and it's like oh my god if we had known that we'd be in this for what what are we going on now since march 10 10 months yeah it's been three yeah or 10 seven, months uh, no not seven ten, months wait, no. seven months yeah i'm way off yeah seven months of just straight corn. it will be like, at least 10 months though that's i'm sure of that right and it's like yeah i think um yeah i i think everybody would agree and maybe not and we can find out um you know like i if we had no like hindsight's 2020 we should have shut everything down off the bat you know what i mean and then just gone and then we'll kill it and then not not have to do this indefinite yeah bullshit. it's like the thing that's tricky about that is like you know so like um a lot of um conservatives in my family right so like the thing i always hear is like this is not where our country was built on mm. but like in my mind i feel like yeah like that's like our country's based on freedom mm -hmm. but at the same time like if we literally were like 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 a like a dictatorship for just like two weeks a month we probably would have gained like four months of freedom back so mm -hmm. really what is more free like yeah well that's, shit yeah. around it yeah that's like, a good way to think about it and you know, like in China, that's what they did. They like lock people in their homes and shit, and put crowbars in and stuff. And, and Jesus people, Christ! Yeah, people died like, in their homes. Yeah, like I'm pretty. Like they like, barricaded they, them in. Yes, they like locked oh, their doors God. and people died. And like you know, they contained it. And it's like, well, you know, you could make some more argument like, well, that was good because in the net, it you know saved lives. I guess it's like, yeah, it's not a simple issue. And I get what you're talking about like the whole like America's about freedom and all that shit. It's like, yes. But then, you know, like, th like, that's like, a, you know, that that was in seven, you know, that that idea was established, like, you know, in seven in whatever we've 1776 or whatever, as like a moral principle, like America's about freedom. It's like, okay. But now we know that like, oh, the, you know, the virology of, of pandemics. Well, now we have to kind of adjust and say, all right, are we just going to go freedom over all else, like all the time? Or is it like we should add some practicality to that? You know what I mean? So I think we need to add more statisticians to the government, to be honest, to run these kinds of tests. Like, honestly, it's like, yeah, we need less. Cause we're, I mean, like, we don't even know what the fuck we're, yeah, we're not even knowing what the fuck we're saying. We're like basing like the effectiveness of max off like vague survey results. Like, why are we hiring statisticians to like formally test this shit mm -hmm. and like give us more concrete answers? Like, mm -hmm. I don't know. Like I, kind of an opportunity there. I know that like Barack Obama, he had like a fucking um I forgot the guy's name, but he had like an official data scientist on his team. I don't know, so I don't know if that was like just like some made up position or not, but like that'd be cool. Like I feel like it could be like helpful, at least like reassuring us or like making us feel like more safe, secure, mm -hmm. understanding what's going on a little better. I don't know. I re I remember when everybody liked Fauci, and then it was like, well, you know, this guy's well now he's political or whatever, and it's like, okay, yeah. maybe I guess. Um, did, did you, I don't know, how, do you pay attention to, like, the political shit that much? No, because it makes me angry when I do. Oh, okay. I sympathize like, with that a bunch. I mean, I just get my news from my parents. I'm just, and I just try to stay away. That's, like, that's fair. Just, I, I mean, no, it's, I, it's bad. Like, I do need to be more informed, especially during these times. Well, yeah, like, but it's also, it's, like, it's ignorant. Yeah, but it's also, like, there's so much fucking... I don't know. It's it's not it's not even like that there's just misinformation. I mean there is misinformation, but it's also like, you know, people are actively choosing to shut down and say I'm not going to I'm not going to like 
whatever side, like you know, whatever side that you're that I'm not part of, I'm not even going to entertain. I'm not even going to entertain the idea that they could be on to something. You know, vice versa. It's it's like okay. Well, the reason I'm bringing it up is I do fucking yesterday. Trump tweeted uh, in all caps. He just tweets, "I won the election." It's like, dude. Yesterday, I think so. That's what I was gonna. I was gonna look it up. See that, like, he is just so stupid because it's like, oh wow, Biden has sixty um, electoral votes over you. Yeah, I guess all those were wrong mm-hmm. and some more. Like, dude, like, are you fucking serious? Like, there's no way that like four to five states like fucked up. Like, <laughs> yeah, and it's it's and 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 here we go. Okay, yeah, one day ago, just straight up, I won the election! Exclamation point. It's like. Here's here's my stance. That's it. I know. Yeah, I know. And it's like, <laughs> and it's like, dude. People, you know, people think it's like, okay, this is just Trump's bullshit or whatever. This has been the case for the last four years. He just says stupid shit, and it's like, whatever. It's like, okay, yeah. But on the other hand, it's like, how much are we being desensitized to the fact that you have a sitting president in the middle of a pandemic, just tweeting? I won the election when a the the current vote count doesn't indicate that and even if he even if he believes like okay the election is fraudulent he still has to take it to court so like even he recognizes that he wouldn't be able to claim that he won the election until he'd taken it to court yet and yet he's doing it already it's like you know it's not I don't it's he's, just he's just a child pouting he's just like yeah no, I won. I won. I deserved to win. Like, yeah, yeah. And, like and, that, that's literally he's literally a fucking right. Child. And people like, and I, I know. And, and but but then it's like okay. And then but if you think it's like exactly what are the implications of that come December or whatever if he refuses to concede power? You know what I mean? It's like, dude, we like. I don't know. I have a feeling just because things like to always go back to the way they were. But never. Yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> oh God, I hope not. Yeah, well, like, like knocked on my desk for that one. Yeah, well, and like you know, I talked to my dad about it or whatever, and like you know, he grew up in the '60s, and it's like the '60s, you know, MLK got assassinated, there were riots and shit, you know, you know, racial tension, all that stuff, and it's like, you know, comparing that to now, it's comparable, like, like you know, except we also have a pandemic, we also have fucking technology and shit, and social media that's causing all these fucking problems or whatever, but it's like. You know, the point he made was like, he, you know, he doesn't think it's as bad now because no one's been assassinated. Because in the 60s, you know, MLK got assassinated. Then, the, like, I, I think what, I don't know, was JFK the 60s or 50s? But some of the, a couple of the Kennedys got assassinated, whatever. It's like, we have not reached that point yet. But I don't know, dude. It's, yeah. It's History unsettling. repeats itself, man. I mean, like, mm-hmm. and I heard saying that every pandemic and war follows. So, I just like Fun I would stuff. be shocked if we yeah I would be shocked if we didn't have another world war eventually like yeah that's just that's just very unlikely to me yeah well that's China and all that shit you know like China and Iran and yeah it's so hard to it's so hard to you know and we were talking uh, you know about like life pre and post COVID or whatever it's like it's hard to fucking take into account all of the political shit like for me you know and part of the reason i'm doing these videos to begin with and like this interview or conversation or whatever is like there's all this shit going on on one level 
right? Like, okay, you have what level? Like the like the political kind of way okay. outside of our control. You know, you have like the George Floyd riots or whatever, <clears throat> right? Yeah. And it's like, okay, here's 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 a legitimate question we have to ask ourselves. Like you and me, we both come from privilege, right? Whatever. Yep. You know, like we have a moral responsibility to like say, okay, this type of shit, like we have some responsibility in that. And then, you know, you have the fucking dumbass Trump and dumbass Democrats fighting back and forth. It's like, okay, well, what, we elected you, them. What do you mean by responsibility? Because, like, my mind is, like, if you're privileged, like, you're you're isolated from those kinds of issues. Like, mm -hmm. like, like, we have, like, zero, like, like, we have, we can't at all justify that we could relate to, like, the Black um, Lives Matter movement. We, we cannot. Sure. Like, we are, we grew up in a fucking bubble. Mm -hmm. So... I feel like I don't know if responsibility is the right word, but like we need to like we need to seek to understand and like really we can't take advantage of like the position we grew up in. Like one Trump quote I heard that fucking pissed me off that like maybe that was kinda like the point where I really fucking hated him is he was having this interview. Um, you know, I forgot the I forgot the reporter, but you know, he was having this interview. He's like, Hey, so we both grew up from privileged families. Um, shouldn't we seek to understand kind of like the issues that's going on? Shouldn't we try to like see it from their eyes? And you literally said like, oh man, you got to get off the Kool-Aid. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. And then he says he's the least racist person in the room during the debate. Like, yeah, shut the yeah. fuck up. Yeah, no, I get that. <laughs> I like when I, when I say responsibility, I, you know, this is, this is like a, I don't know, a moral or like religious position I take in terms of like, you, you know, what, like. What you have been granted in life, it's your responsibility to take that and, you know, give it back or multiply it or whatever. Like, that's just like a, that's, that's my personal belief. The, 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 the stress, the problem is when you have racial injustice or political upheaval or whatever, it's like, my issue is, you know, and it's like, like, you know, and I've, and I've talked about this in the other videos as well, it's like, Mental, like mental health is a main focus for me, and particularly in the last yeah. couple months, right? With COVID and the lockdowns and shit, it's like that's we haven't what dive. I'm... Oh, sorry, no, we haven't dived in that. Just yeah, well, and we can, we can get into here. it, but it's like, um, like there's one thing to say, okay, I, like I have my responsibility to deal with myself, right? Which is difficult, mm -hmm. as yeah. as it is for everybody. But then on top of that, now how do I manage the responsibility of okay, well, there's shit going on. I, I barely know what I'm doing with myself, so how do I know exactly how to respond to, you know, racial injustice or whatever? And the thing, you know, it's like you talk about anger and shit. It's like, yeah, you have people like Trump who say shit like, when the looting starts, the shooting starts. Knowing how that's going to be received, right? He'll, he'll tweet that. Knowing that that is going to cause violence. But then, and, and, and this is something I feel particularly strongly about, is then you have on the opposite reaction, well, the response is all cops are bastards or abolish the police. It's like... It's like, well, now, 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 and, and the, the thing that is most fucking uh, bothersome to me is, like, you know, we can have an intellectual conversation about, okay, what does it mean to abolish the police? What does it mean to rethink policing? What does it mean to move money from buying SWAT cars to educating kids in poor neighborhoods? Like, I agree with all that shit. But then there, but there is a uh, loud and small group of people who will say, no, 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 it's not that, it's not that we can have a conversation about it, it's that those are moral truths, and if you don't buy them, you're a racist or you're a piece of shit. And it's like, okay, wait a second, first off, 
and I'm, I can feel myself getting upset by it. It's like, first off, you say shit like all cops are bastards or abolish the police. It's like, that's just fucking bullshit on the face of it, right? And I'm, I'm, there's, n- and I'm happy to, you know, I don't know, I don't know what your thoughts are on it, George, but there's, there's no scenario where I would back down from saying that that's not complete and utter bullshit all the way. But what is the bigger problem is, and, or the reason I think that it's such bullshit is because when you say something like that and you say like, well, you have to support abolish the police or you have to support all cops bastards or your silence is violence. It's like, okay, now you are putting a burden. You're now putting a um, additional responsibility. Maybe not, I think burden is the wrong word. Responsibility is the right word because we do have a responsibility. But now you are making that conversation and that responsibility, that, that, process almost impossible to iron out for someone that's like okay shit i'm dealing with stuff in terms of like mental health i know you know other people are i know you are i know you know people watching this or whatever the like we have a responsibility to ourselves to fix that we have a responsibility to society to address the racial issues and shit it's not made any easier by these (laughs) fucking people who are so just possessed by an idea of, oh, abolish the police is the right idea and anyone who doesn't believe it is a bad person. It's like, fuck you, because now you are, you are, uh, you are making it more difficult to get the reforms we want, you know, like, you know, moving money from, uh, from police to education or something like that. And that, that has been a big source of anger for me. Um, and that is, you know, in part when I'm doing these videos, it's like, that's me getting that shit off my chest. I don't know how you feel about all that shit in terms of like, what's going on outside versus having to fucking deal with shit, you know, on your own life or, or what? I mean, like all the issues you're bringing up in that conversation, like, you know, you, you, you shared two extreme sides, like all the police are bad. Mm-hmm. And then like, Oh, we need police. It's like, it's a mix. It's like some police officers suck. Mm-hmm. Um, some are good. The question is what's the ratio, right? I would, I would, I would bet that there's definitely a, like it leans more towards good cops. I mean, I agree. based on my I think that's self-evident. I don't even think it's disputable, right? We we, yeah, we, most... we we live in a we live in a we live in Nazi Germany if it was not the case. And most police interactions yeah. are good. And there's plenty of black officers who have perfectly good interactions with black people or whatever. And it's like, and that's the majority of them. We just don't see them. And that's that's it's not up for dispute. And I, I, think I, a, I argue with people about that all the time. It's like, I think a parallel argument would be like, oh, like. People like think about Jeffrey Epstein, right? And they're like, oh, like, oh, rich people are greedy and they like to steal from the poor. It's like, no, actually what I found is, yeah, no, like some do. But like what I found in my life is that like the worst people I've met, I feel like there's a correlation between the quality of a person and like the money they make. Mm -hmm. Again, and just to be clear, it's a correlation, right? It's Mm not, it's not guaranteed. 100%. I know, I know a lot of people like, well, like will hear me say that like, oh, like that's not true. And like, yeah, obviously not. It's a correlation. I understand what you're saying. Yeah, but um, so I mean, like that's the thing. People will fixate on one bad story and they project it on an entire group. I mean, like for the most part, people who make a lot of money, they make a lot of money because they're hard, honest, working people. Like mm-hmm. they like worked hard, they're honest. That's where they got where they are. And some people like cheated the system, sure, but like that's usually not the case. And it's the same with cops. Like you find you hear a story about one bad cop, you project it on a whole group, and you're like, oh, they all suck. It's like no, you're just. Mm-hmm. It's just that, like, why would anyone post in the news? Oh, cop does his job well. It's like, right? And what? Well, I the fuck don't give a fuck about that. Right. And like, and exactly what you're saying is the point that I'm making in terms of like, to pretend like it's self-evidently one side or the other, is, is fucked up. 
And it's like it's because now it's like okay, well, if you don't support or if you if you're if you if you even like question, well, should we really say all cops are bastards, like including the black ones? It's like, well, no, you just don't understand it. You're not smart enough. You, it's like, dude, fuck you, you know. And it's like, and 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 that you know, that like again, that is something that I deal with in terms of, you know, how do I navigate my own mental health versus trying to iron out these, like these issues? Do you like, you, like, it's like, it's like, I mean, do you like just generally tune it out or like, how do you deal with that? Um, I mean, like, I don't know. Fuck. That's a hard question actually. Mm -hmm. Sure. I mean, I guess I, I'm not even sure what the answer you're looking for. Well, I guess, I guess like you could chip in. Well, like, do you, what's your, like, how do you, yeah, well, like, do you, do you, um, like, I mean, do you see people on like social media and shit, like, like calling other people, like people we know fucking calling other people names and shit for not believing stuff. It's like, do you see that ever? I rarely go on social media. Okay. Well, that's probably, that's probably a good move. Yeah. Yeah. And, I like to I like it to still believe that there's like goodness in humanity and why go on social media that can cloud my judgment, you mm -hmm. know? Yeah. Yes. I <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I was on uh TikTok today and I had such a uh bipolar reactions in terms of like see a video and it's like what was one of them? You know like that like are, are you on TikTok by any chance? Um, no, I mean, no, no. Okay. It's, but you know I'm what it is, right? I'm a fucking hermit, dude. Dude, that's fair. That's probably, honestly, uh, on the whole, that's probably a better strategy. And we can I've been happier that. ever since I've become more of a hermit. Yeah. Damn year. Well, like, dude, like, and we were, I mean, like, uh, you know, I, like we were talking about this before, um, you know, like I deleted Instagram my freshman year. Cause like freshman year for me was like one of the freshman year of college was like one of the lowest points in my life. And I remember like, you know, uh, you know, like I, I had, I had joined a fraternity and then dropped. And then, so I like didn't have any friends and was kind of behind everybody. It was just like, I was just in my room playing video games and shit like that. And every night, you know, I would, the last thing I do is take my phone, go through Instagram, see all these pictures and shit. And it was like, yeah, okay. not smart. Yeah. Right. And it, and it was like, you know, and like, I, like, I remember talking to people at the time who I knew also were having like a really bad time and were like, yo, I'm fucking depressed and all this shit. But then they would post pictures on Instagram and it was like, okay, you wouldn't be able to tell from that. And it's like, okay, so I like, I would go through and I'm like, dude, I, this, and I would just feel sick after like 20 minutes. I'm like, dude, what the fuck am I doing? I'm just seeing what other people are doing when I'm not or whatever. Um, so yeah, I mean, deleting that, that's definitely, I mean, like, like, what, like, what, like how long ago did you delete all the social media? It's kind of weird. I mean, like, basically, um, I don't want to be a complete recluse, right? I mean, like, I think the move is just, you know, like, have the app on, and, you know, because, like, mm -hmm. if someone's like, oh, what's your IG? You can still, like, give it to them. Like, fucking mm -hmm. sure, why not? But then just to turn off your notifications. Like, I do that with Snapchat. I'll just, like, turn on my Snapchat notifications so when I snap someone, I'm not like, oh, did they look at it? Did they respond back to me? I just, just send a snap. I, then I work for, like, five hours, and I just check my Snapchat again. Mm -hmm. It's like... I, I think that's better. Like, I don't know. I think it's good to like be somewhat connected. Like there's like some people I know like, Oh, I don't even have a profile. I'm like, bro, like, like that's kind of an inconvenience. Yeah. Bit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, I I've used Facebook and Twitter and shit and Snapchat to post these out. So it's like, you know, on the one hand, how do you balance it? I guess like, I mean, I mean like more specifically, George, like, 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 in, like in terms of like mental health, like what like what did you think of in terms of when you were using social media or whatever? 
um like how i felt about it mm -hmm. like like i think like i think before, what really got to me after. was like i mean before oh covid before and after like you said you delete your social media like like oh no mental health got better definitely the thing that got to me was that like all these social media sites will like assign a score and it's like like i don't know like mm. I'm not the most popular guy, right? So then I'll see my score and compare to people yeah, and it just either. makes me fucking depressed. Yeah. It's like Yeah, yeah. Yes, I feel that. Um fucking I think Kanye West was the one pushing for Instagram to go from like counting the likes to just saying likes and others. I thought that was like a good thing or whatever. Um What do you mean? How would that work? Like it's like, you know, you post a photo on Instagram and it'll say uh whatever, blah blah blah, like you know, 80 people like this photo, but then yeah. there was an update or something. I don't know where it is now. Cause I don't have it, but it's like, as long as more than one person liked it, it would just say so-and-so liked it as well as others. And it got rid of that counter, which I think I agree with. It's like a pretty bad thing. Cause yeah, you're, you're, you're at, at the same, I don't know if I like that. Cause it's like some people, um, well, like, like, let's say you're starting a business on, like, Instagram, right? And you, like, worked really hard in a post, and it gets a lot of attention. A lot of people like it. Like, how how is that going to stand out from, like, a guy who got, like, 50 likes compared to, like, a business who got, like, maybe, like, 10,000 likes? Like, like shouldn't you be – I mean, like, I feel like people should, should sure. still yeah, be Yeah, I think there was like, some – yeah, I, know, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, but, but the point about, you know, comparing, like, status or whatever, it's like, okay, I got this many likes. I got this many likes. It's like – just don't look at it. Just don't. Just yeah. Yeah, it's well, like the apps. It's not like the apps like beating down your door. Like, look at your fucking likes. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you just kind of just. It's your choice. Yeah. Did you see the Did you see the social dilemma, the documentary by any chance? It's about like social media. No, I've not. Okay, it's 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 a very good one. I would recommend. Educate it me. It's just it just goes into the effects of like like what social media is doing to our brains and stuff. It's like, dude. One, I mean, what is it doing in my brain? Am I losing brain cells? Well, yeah. And among other things, like, you know, and, and this is stuff I've thought about too as well. It's like, we, you know, like people are wired to like, you know, you think about, oh, I'm going to have a thought and I'll post it out or a tweet or whatever, post a Facebook post, whatever. It's like, we're taught to think in monologue rather than dialogue. It's like, I got to say something and project it outwards and it has to stand for itself versus like, I, you know, versus having a conversation with somebody where I can yeah. expect, Hey, let me say this. And you say, well, did you think about this or whatever? Can we go back and forth? It's like, no, all, all, all we are is in it, All we are is just, we, you know, we come up with a thought and we just, okay, we'll post it or, or not. And it's just one way it's one directional. And it's like that all this, like, dude, all the fucking stupidest shit I see in terms of like, you know, if you're a Trump supporter, like, go fuck yourself, you're this, this, and that, whatever. <laughs> it's like, dude, that is, that is so, like, I mean, you know, we talk about, like, like, you know, the word I use is pathological ideology, which is, it's, it's, it's not a mental illness per se, but it is, it is like a belief that 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 I think latches on to mental illness and then causes you to do stupid shit. Like for example, like let's say like like if you're someone who's in pain and depressed and you know you have anger and resent or whatever, it's like believing that Trump supporters are evil is like a perfect opportunity for oh look, I can go on social media and say all this stupid, you know, all this shit about people and I'll I get to exercise all this hate whatever 
which is a primal yeah. human emotion, which is like something we're wired for, and it's like that has a good feeling associated with it, and I'm morally justified. And it's like like that that's where you get in the bubbles and shit. That's where you get in the fucking all the people coming back and forth or whatever, and it's like that's 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 bad. And that's like one of the things in the documentary they talk about is like you have your information bubbles, you have your it's not just like we're getting different information, it's the people that I talk to who reinforce my beliefs. It's like these are my these are the people who I have relationships with. These are the people who I, you know, look to for stability. So if I am not as hate as fucking hating on Trump supporters or hating on communists or socialists or whatever as they are, then I lose my support system. You know, and it's like that shit's rough. So Yeah, I'd say with um one thing I found with mental illness is that like it's really I feel like I don't know, it's like the spiraling thoughts. It's kinda like you you keep your anger bottled in, mm. it's stuck in your head and it mm -hmm. kind of fuels like a downward that's how I felt in bad times. Mm -hmm. Um and then I get so wrapped, I'm just like in this fucking like delusional world in my mind. Mm -hmm. And then I can't like see clearly on like certain issues or things. So mm -hmm. yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Right. Well, and that's what I'm saying. You with... gotta let it out so you gotta eventually let it out somehow. Mm -hmm. And people are like oh i want to be heard i want people to know how i'm suffering so i'm gonna go on social media like mm -hmm. i had that problem a lot snapchat just post stupid ass shit in my stories all the time like mm -hmm. ra like ranting about shit or fucking like be explain how sad i am it's like yeah. well and and I, I mean i i do the same thing where it's like okay i have I, like well i'm like it's like the point about you know like you know, spiraling in anger and that, and that like diluting your point of view or whatever. It's like, that's exactly what I'm talking about when you have then people, then your peers saying, Hey, while you're dealing with all this shit, if you are not buying into all these fucking ridiculous ideas, you're a bad person. It's like, fuck you. You know, that like that, that, yeah. that, yeah, that upsets me. But, um, you know, like, the, like, um, like for me, you know, and this is something that has been the case for, you know, I guess, like, basically my whole life. It's like, I, you know, when I have anger or sadness or whatever, it's like, the the way that I express that, If and I don't know, this might, will not come as a surprise to you or to people watching or whatever, but it's like, the way I express that is through intellectualizing. And saying, okay, I'm going to engage with people on like a intellect, like I'll, I'll let's argue about politics or some shit like that because it's like, yeah, you know, and even like even what I've said so far is exactly in line with that. But it's like, you know, and this is something you know, like I like I started therapy uh, five or six months ago, and this is, has this has been one of the main themes where it's like, you know, there's there, and it sounds so basic when I describe it, but it's like, I didn't understand it, so I just have to describe it this way. It's like, you know, there are thoughts and there are feelings, right? There's thinking and yeah. there's feeling. And I, yeah. you know, my whole life, for one reason or another, have just gone all the way to the thinking side. I'll just, I have to think and process stuff intellectually or logically. And only when I've done that am I comfortable, like, saying something or talking about whatever. And, you know... Because, you know, I too would have, again, anger and fucking frustration or whatever. It's like that energy went into, well, how can I just sharpen all these fucking things? So if I ever get in like an intellectual debate, I can just eviscerate someone, right? But then it would be like, okay, you know, like, <laughs> like, 
like the example I use is like, you know, like, 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 let's say I'm with friends or whatever. Somebody's being an asshole to me. It's like, okay, the way that I would operate normally, and I still do, and I am in part trying to get out of, is like, okay, I, like this person's being an asshole. I'll go, I think this person's being an asshole. And as soon as mm-hmm. I say I think, because all I do is intellectualize, and that's my defense mechanism, I now have to start coming up with all these reasons for why I think that, right? I have to, because, oh, I'm so smart or whatever. If I think something, I have to justify it. So I, I think, oh, I think this person's being an asshole. Well, now I got to say, well, are they just projecting on me? Are they, are they sad themselves? Are they trying to piss me off? All this shit, I have to come up with reasons. And, and, but if I say like, okay, it feels like this person is being an asshole. Well, now I don't have to like justify it. You know what I mean? I can just kind of acknowledge it or whatever. And like, it's funny because like, like one of the things that we did in therapy was like I had like some issue with somebody and you know, I came in and for the first like 20 minutes or whatever, I was just like intellectualizing. I think like, um, it was a friend of mine who, uh, was on, um, antidepressants and I came in and I was like, I had all these questions about like, well, how do antidepressants affect people? Like blah, 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 whatever. And we go on for like 20 minutes, whatever. And then, you know, my therapist is like, okay, hold on, dude. Like, Paul, you just came in ready to fucking talk at this cerebral level about all this shit. When in reality, you know, you're fucking pissed off at your friend or whatever. And you try and you come in and, and, def- and do these defense makeups. So he literally, what he did was, and it's like, again, it's, it's almost whatever. Um, he literally was like, okay, I'm going to, Paul, I'm going to demonstrate for you what it means to like think versus feel. And so he'd be like, thinking is what we've done this whole time about this conversation, blah, blah, blah. Feeling is like, God, I fucking hate that person. Or like, God, this person's fucking awesome. Or, God, I fucking hate that, whatever. Like he literally had to do that. And the whole way home, I was walking home for like 10 minutes. I was just laughing out loud. And it's like that, that process of, you know, um, being able to separate like, okay, these are my thoughts and that's separate from like who I really am or whatever or how I actually feel. It's like that is something that I like struggle with and that all the shit going on now has been particularly stressful because it's been like I think, oh, I'm, I'm into politics and I'm in all this shit. Like I should, I should be the one to be able to handle this. But then because I have those fucking disconnects, it's like extremely difficult. Yeah, um, I think a similar way I could probably relate to that is like when I was making music, right? Mm-hmm. So when I first started making music, I was very methodical about it. I was kind of like, oh, before I make this, I want to plan this out. Like, oh, this is going to have strings and guitars and like this mm-hmm. weird synth. Oh, this is going to be so cool because it's so diverse. And like, and then like it, the shit would suck because like I, I was just based off theory instead of like, I mean, like music is like an emotional thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like, and you see all these, like, top producers, they don't just, they don't plan shit out. They literally just get on their goddamn computer, they play some sounds, oh, that shit sounds dope. Mm-hmm. All right, throw it in, like, and I feel like, I feel like, I don't know, like, le- recently I've been trying to trust my gut more, just, like, I feel like, it, you know what's kind of interesting is that I found that, like, um, when you're, when you, like, make an, when you have an opinion on something... I feel like my mind cognitively will scan it really quick. Like, like let's, let's say you look at a picture, right? You kind of look at it and within like the first second, like instinctually you're like, this is good or this is bad. Like you just, and then, and then you start to think about like, why do I think this is good? Why do I think this is bad? So I feel like, I feel like trusting your gut just makes things a lot simpler. And then mm-hmm. you can intellectualize to help understand yourself better, mm-hmm. to help understand your cognitive process better. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't use that to kind of like, 
make the judgment call on how you feel or like the actions you take. I mean, like the older you get, the more wisdom and instinct comes into play. And mm-hmm. I think, I oh, think yeah. life's just a lot easier and better when you think that way. Yeah. You know, it's, not think. Yeah. Feel. Right. 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 And, yeah. And it's like, dude, the, 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 you know, like, like, like I said, in college, like it was, I was in a particularly bad spot and the way that I got out of it, was I sent you those Jordan Peterson videos, right? Jordan Peterson's the clinical psychologist yeah. who thought that that got me really into psychology. And, you know, that's where I did a lot of the intellectualization to get out of my fucking depression or whatever. And it's, and I, and I like, and to be honest, you know, it's like, like before coronavirus, you know, like the end of college, it was fun or whatever. Um, but I was really like ready to be like, okay, I'm ready to fucking move into the real world and just start doing actual stuff or whatever. Yeah. Because I felt kind of just like stagnant at the end of college. So, you know, uh, you know, school ends, summer goes by, start working or whatever. Six, seven, eight months in, you know, I'm like, like I'm, I'm just getting into the job or I'm actually doing like real work and it's like, okay, this is fun. You know, I'm getting along with people at work or whatever. And like everything is going well and then Corona happens and that shit is turned upside down instantly. You know, it's like, like, you know, and like I said, I like, like I live on my own here, which is when we're going into work, perfect for me because like I have my own space, I go into work, you know, I do my shit, I can read whatever, I can talk to people and then come back and have my own space. Now it's like, okay, I have to be actively conscious about FaceTiming people and trying to meet up or trying to talk to people and shit to get that fucking basic human interaction or whatever. But it's like, um, and I'm, <laughs> I lose track of, of where, what I'm fucking saying sometimes. But um, we were saying, um, what were we saying just before this? Fucking, um, I don't know. Your life. Something about, yeah, yeah. Well, just in terms of like, um, what were we saying? The intellectuals, the intellect. Oh, 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 the, um, the Jordan Peterson and the psychology stuff. It's like, I, like I thought, like life was going good to the point where I thought I had solved basically all of the issues that I was dealing with. And it's like, no. And it was like, <laughs> oh. you know, being locked in a fucking apartment. But, you know, in like the first two months, when we didn't really know how bad it was going to, like the virus was going to be like, we, you know, we thought like, it, like millions of people could be dead. Right. It's like, that was a level of anxiety that was like a lot. And then having, you know, everything switch on a dime going from, this is like the best that's been going in my life for a while to this actually, this is as, as bad of a time in my life as it's ever been was fucking, um, jarring and shit. And it's like, you know, the lesson of, <laughs> There's only so much you can read or fucking listen to and intellectualize before you actually have to apply the lesson. And I thought like, okay, I got out of it. I thought I had solved all these issues. And it's like, no, no, no. The fucking issues I have are, you know, as old as I am. And fucking like going to therapy in particular has ironed stuff out where it's like, again, like I, like I literally walked away laughing from that one therapy session where he talked about yeah. thinking versus feeling, you it's know, good. and it's just like, yeah. And, 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 um. So I don't know, like, like for me, again, like it's, you know, it's been difficult and shit. And again, part of the reason I'm doing this to begin with is, is, is a, is as much for me as it is for anyone else. But it's like, 
um, you know, it like I like I genuinely feel like an emotive, you know, growth or whatever. And I don't know, like, and I know, like, you've had a fucking rough time of it too. Like, do you feel about the same, worse off, better than before, or I don't know how you feel about that? It's very strange. Like, I think the circumstances are definitely worse. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I've well, that's true, yeah. become a better person. I don't know. It's like things are worse so? but better. What do you mean? So, I mean, like, so, like, when I joined, um, I was, like, on a high horse kind of. So, I, you know, like, so uh, just context, right? Mm-hmm. I work at, uh, oh, well, okay. I said one company, but I don't work there anymore. So, fuck it. Like, mm-hmm. whatever. I'm not going to say where I work now. Sure. Um, but, yeah, like, you know, second job right now. But before my first job, I went in. I was on a high horse. I had this, like, whole thing in my head, like, Oh, like I was bullied when I was a kid and stuff, and now I'm gonna be some super genius and change the world. And like, oh, oh like all this fucking like. I know, empathize like, with I that know. a lot, dude. I empathize with that. Yeah, it's it's not good though. So like, you know, I go into this firm, right, and then I'm like, um, you know, like I'm super pat, overly passionate about things. Passion, I think, is bad. Um, I'll get, I can get into that later. Sure. But yeah, I'm just super passionate about shit. I'm like over the top yeah certainly you and can be are, too passionate that's for sure yeah it's like people are like what the fuck like it's like at the end of the day it's like i mean my philosophy now at work is like dude we're just trying to go in get our shit done get the fuck out so we can enjoy the weekend but before mm-hmm. that's like oh work needs to be my life it's just like no it's like no dude no one has energy for that shit mm-hmm. shut the fuck up right um but so you know like i still had this thing in me like oh like i'm gonna be this genius the world revolves around me and then like I feel like through like everything that's happened through COVID, I've had this more of this idea of like life's a prison. Like you have no choice. You either have life or not. And you kind of need to endure. Like the world doesn't revolve around you. You just need to do what it takes to survive and just like make it as pe- bearable as possible. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I mean like that's why I had when I was depressed. But then as I kept telling myself that for some reason I felt better about things. I don't know why. Like so bad shit happens. Like, oh, well life's a prison. Fuck it. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just a prisoner. That's just how it's supposed to be, you know? Um, another thing, too, that I think was better is that, so my closest friends, they're, like, not in Illinois. So, you know, like, before, like, you have to go into an office. But now, like, I would have flown to Colorado, like, a few weeks ago. I was like, fuck it. I just want to see, like, some friends there. If I was like, oh, well, I mean, if you're working, I don't give a shit. Like, you're remote. So, like, that's kind of, like, a benefit, I feel like. So, I feel like I've actually built relationships with my faraway mm, friends. Sure. Yeah, because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've got uh, a kid who I don't think before COVID we we uh, like I would talk to him once every couple of months. My friend Owen, who now we Facetime. I just Facetimed before this. We Facetime every Tuesday. We we have in our schedule to for like two hours, and we'll just talk about whatever happened. Nice. And it's like, it, and it's because like it's we never text each other randomly. It's only just we set up that time because every time we talk, we just go into whatever. And that's been something I've noticed is like structuring my social relationships and like, hey, like, I'm just going to not think about it. We'll just talk every Tuesday, once a week or once every two weeks or whatever. Um, That's been a big help. Um, The thing you were saying about like it being a prison or whatever, like one of the things that I, you know, um, that I, uh, what would you say, really appreciate about like the Jordan Peterson kind of perspective is like his whole thing is. Um, and this is kind of the mindset I've adopted is like, there is like pretending that life is not bad, pretending that like most of life is not suffering is a stupid fucking strategy. You know, people will say like, you like, 
it, what is the fucking what is the phrase? It's like just be, be yourself. You know, it's like be yourself, be who you are, or whatever. It's like if you're depressed, that's fucking useless advice. Be yourself. It's like myself is depressed. <laughs> you know, and so it's like, yeah. and it's like it, when you start off and acknowledge and say, actually, hey, everybody is fucking dealing with shit. You know, not equal, but everybody is facing some level of fucking tragedy and 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 horrible shit in their life. It's like okay, that is such a fucking re- a. It's a relief because it's like okay, I'm not the only one, and and like you know this conversation and the conversations we've had, conversations I've had with other friends that I've never had before in like eight years about just like, hey, like you know, uh, fucking some mental health shit or whatever. You know, it's like, like for example, um, you know, I smoked a lot of weed and shit, and I still do every now and then or whatever. But uh, I can't do edibles anymore because I'll freak really? out. Yeah. And I have two <laughs> friends who they don't smoke weed at all anymore. And because um, they would just get paranoid or whatever. And it was like, I never really asked them about that. And then I like, and then over the last couple months or whatever, where, you know, like, again, like, like, and I, like, I, I there was one time I smoked too much weed or whatever. It was like, we had conversations about like, you know, like, like one of the things that marijuana can do is like, an, you know, if you are predisposed, it can like bring on schizophrenia, right? It can induce that if you're already predisposed for that or whatever. And it I like psychedelic, right? Right, and and edible marijuana especially. And I was like, even I was like, even afraid to even like bring that up because I feel like, oh my god, I don't want to think about it because then it's gonna like, I'm gonna think in that thing or whatever. But then talking to my friends who you know have literally stopped smoking weed for the same reasons, it's like, yeah, dude. Like one of them, the phrase they use was like, dude, all roads lead to schizophrenia. It's like, holy shit, okay. I'm not the only one thinking like, okay, it's not just like... Wait, what did you say? All roads? He said the phrase he used was all roads lead to schizophrenia. Meaning What's like, that supposed to mean? Meaning like the reason he didn't want, like doesn't smoke weed anymore is because like he felt like, okay, you know, if I do this, it's going to bring on something inside of me, whatever that's already there or something like that. And it's like, it's like, you know, talking that out and like bringing, you know, acknowledgement to that is like, hold on, wait a second. I thought the same thing. I was afraid to even bring it up. Because, you know, people will say, like, oh, I smoke weed and I get paranoid or whatever. And it's like, yeah. well, what does that really mean? It's like, dude, I think, oh, my God, I'm going to fucking have a psychotic break or some shit. And it's like, do you do enough drugs that will do that to you, you know? But, like, I had never had that conversation before before with anybody. But being in the last, like, six months or whatever in a position of, like, kind of, you know, vulnerability is like, yo, have you ever had these thoughts? And it was like, yes, definitely. And it was such a fucking relief, you know? And so, like, what you're saying about, like, you know, boosting those relationships and shit, that's been huge. But mm-hmm. the point about, hey, let's, like, acknowledge reality for what it is. Acknowledge that, the, like, people deal with shit. And if you just are willing to talk about it, something that opens up all these doors of, like, okay, cool. This is actually useful information to know that, A, I'm not alone. B, how do other people cope with stuff? You know, and it's like, you know, it's like you say, like, life is a prison. It's like, yeah, life is a prison, but... But within that prison are the means to, like, live a good life still, you know? It's not like we're pretending, oh, life is – people, like, say, like, oh, well, life is just what you make of it. You know, like, meaning is just what you decide to do with it. It's like, no, fuck that. It's like we're human beings. We have certain, we have certain parameters we have to abide by, right? And, and you can't just intellectualize away and just say, oh, I'll be happy or whatever. It's like you have to do well, I guess it's stuff. I guess it's, uh, like, what you make of it within those means, mm-hmm. right? Right. I mean, if you think – I mean, if you think – I mean, like – by your, I mean, like by your logic, right? Like the universe, it's. I mean, um, technically, you can't really prove whether there there actually are an existing law of physics. But the fact that 
it's we've been able to predict it so accurately consistently suggests that that's probably the case right mm -hmm. so i mean mm -hmm. by that logic like since there are rules it's like a formal system right um right even if it is a simulation there appear to be rules to the simulation that we have to abide by well a simulation would definitely mean it's constrained because sure. like like when it, to create a simulation don't you need to have a set of rules right. i mean like right yeah. i think about like a, a monte carlo simulation right like think about like I don't know if you took any of the statistics courses in like school, but like, um, you know, it's like, you know, like, oh, okay, this, this number can only like, like for each cell, like each like number projected, you have to have like some way to create that number, right? You have to have mm -hmm. some sort of formal rules. So when you like all formal systems have a limitation, mm -hmm. uh, you can look this up. It's like, I'm not going to go into details cause I can't really preach it that well, but it's like the Godel's incompleteness theorem. But he's basically saying, like, no matter like what math system you make, no matter what like logical system you build, you're gonna find there's always some exception that will break it. You'll find like in calculus classes a lot, they'll be like, oh, like here's like this like test to see if a series, um, you know, has like some finite value or something. Mm -hmm. And all these tests will have like something that says like, oh, if this and that, then this will work. Otherwise, it won't work. It breaks. Like that's kind of like an example of that in practice. Mm -hmm. So for example, so if we're in a universe that actually has, we're like, oh, like it's governed by these logical rules and yeah, there's like certain limits. Like technically there's limitations to what we could do. Like we can't just like grow wings on our back and fly mm -hmm. in the fucking sure. rainbows and see leprechauns. Like right. can't fucking do that. It's outside the fucking rules of physics. I don't know. Kind of a tangent, kind sure. of an ill-defined argument. Sure. Well, but well, but you know, you think of like, you know, you say, well, it's like, again, using the language you used of like life is like a prison. It's like, okay, we, there's rules we have to abide by. Yeah. Right. Regardless of whatever. Yeah. Um, That's a better way of putting it. Right. Because life is not. I mean, life. I don't feel like life's a prison now. Even, well, actually, sure. it should. I should. Well, but and, and it's yeah. yeah well, and that's right. Well, that's the paradox. Is like you know, like when you say like life is life is suffering. Like life is life is a lot of fucking shit that you and other people deal with. Well, once you've once you've acknowledged that, well, then suddenly it's not you can deal with it, and it's not like because you're expecting it. Well, you're expecting it, and then you're you know you're willing to be like you, you know like we're talking about it you know now right and that in and of itself is a way of dealing with it you know what I mean, um, and that like, um, what well one one of the things you said you said um, um, you said uh you can be over passionate you said at work, what what did you I'm curious did you you said we could talk about that later what do you have something in mind about that. Here's, yeah, here's like an example, right? Like everyone knows the show The Office, right? Mm -hmm. So like on paper, like you think Dwight should be like the manager because like, oh, he's the hardest working. He's the one who cares the most about the job, right? Like, sure. so like he should deserve the job. Mm -hmm. But like in actuality, it's like Jim who's like the more successful one because he's chill. Like he's just like, right. he's, he's fluid. He like right. he knows everyone has their own shit to do. Dwight, Dwight's like, oh, like everyone's on my level. And he, and, and he just... He comes off as weird and off-putting. Right. Dwight is very intellectualizing, and Jim is a little yeah, more exactly, feeling. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Oh, so yeah, but that's that's what yeah, you, yeah, like, yeah. That's what I, I was like. I used to be more. Yeah, I used to be yeah. more. Like, oh Dwight, yeah. Like oh, mm. if I'm the best at this oh, thing yeah, and dude. I oh, yeah. work the hardest, I deserve a. It's like no. It's like it's like it's about being the person who's like the mm. most like relatable, the one who gets along. Like socialization, I think, is more important to job success than like. I mean, like, if you if people like you, you can get away with a lot more shit. That's like a fact. Not that you shouldn't be good at your job, but like, you should be both. You should be like technically good, oh, yeah. And you should be socially good. That's how you become successful. Like, mm -hmm. you need to learn to talk to people and get along with everyone. Mm -hmm. Like, if you're a CEO, right? Like, you know, you have all these people below you 
like you have like a finance guy, you have like an HR guy, right? Different mental perspectives, and you you need to be able to communicate and get all those people to trust you and like you, right? Mm-hmm. That's how you climb the ladder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, the the uh, the Dwight Jim comparison is yeah yeah it's good. like dude like oh my god like <laughs> like the, yeah the times where I feel like fucking. I, I like I uh, quite so goddamn funny, dude. Yeah, He's well, so dude, funny. I fucking feel like Dwight a lot of the time. <laughs> fucking my, I, my friend, uh, po- uh, what do you call it? You know, like this, the snap say, like one year ago today, snap or whatever. And it was a video of me arguing with somebody, and I was like, oh my god, I'm like, I'm like, just completely caught up in the fucking. I forget what we were arguing about, but it was just, it was like watching Dwight argue. It's like holy shit, just no <laughs> self awareness because you think into that point of like false. Right, yeah, yeah, and it's like you put in like the passion of like, okay, I'm gonna be all this fucking, you know, brainiac, and that'll solve the problem or whatever. That that'll get to the the meat of it or whatever. It's like, no, dude, that's you know, and that's something else. Like, one, go ahead, go ahead. Well, one thing I just realized is that we, you know, we we're earlier talking about um, intellectualizing versus emotions, right? Mm-hmm. I kind of noticed that, like, I feel like emotion is a higher. Well, we are emotional creatures, right? So actually, if you think about emotion trumps logic almost all the time. Mm-hmm. Logically, Dwight oh, yeah. should be a good employee. But no matter how good your job, if someone doesn't like you, you're not going anywhere. Emotion trumps logic mm-hmm. every time. Yeah, that's – yes, that is – and that and that and like, you know, and, and we'll kind of come full circle. I know we're at about an hour now. Um, oh, shit. Yeah, I know. It's like quick. Um <laughs> but uh yeah. um emotion trumps logic um always does i can't think of a, i can't think of a scenario where like right well you would be i can't i, well, I mean there's exceptions but like well well but be... right 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 and, and like and so the point i was gonna make is like you know like what like again going back to that political bullshit you know you have the fucking trumpers and the, the all cops and bastards people it's like okay it's not a matter. This there the disagreement there is not an intellectual. I mean, it, it appears to be an intellectual disagreement, but the agree the, the 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 problem there is. You have people, who are like their lives have been are 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 shitty, because of whatever circumstances. If you're a Trumper, you might think, well, you know, I've lost my job. You know, manufacturing has gone out the window. I lost my job. There's an opiate crisis. Nobody cares about us. Trump's our guy. So now you've attached your personal identity and your emotion to this guy. And on the flip side, you know, you're someone who is like, you know, I grew up privileged my whole life and I, you know, I can't like, it's, it's, it's upsetting to me that, you know, I have this life and there are like a lot of people who are black who have a horrible life and I want to fucking fight for them. So now you've attached your emotion to Black Lives Matter or something like that. It's like, that argument is purely an emotional one. It's two people, it's two teams who are like, who the way that they're like dealing with their own personal issues is by getting that fucking tribal kind of, uh, you know, bond and then going out and acting on it. And that, and like, it's, it's not, it's like you can't sit there and argue about, well, what percent of cops kill this or what, you know, percent of whatever. Yeah. It's like, dude, that's not the issue. And it's the same with like, dude, I've said this before, it's like flat earth and astrology and all whatever fucking ridiculous belief system people have. Not saying astrology is that ridiculous, but that'll that that's what's gonna get us canceled in this, George. Um, but uh, <laughs> but 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 like like those belief systems, it's like 
people believe people aren't convinced people don't have a motivation to believe that stuff for intellectual reasons people have a motivation to believe that stuff for emotional reasons and they find in that intellectual type stuff the answers to their problems right it's like dude you know flat earth and shit it's like dude people they did there's a documentary on flat earth i remember watching it. it's like these people aren't in this because they genuine genuinely think the earth is flat it's like they're convincing themselves. I, I so, all right, maybe not all of them. I okay, Hopefully, I'll grant you that. I, I like to think that. I don't I'll, think that's I'll, the okay. case. But a, but I, but a lot of them are doing it because they need a sense of community. The, the theme that they kept hitting was like the reason I I'm a flat earther is because I love all my fellow flat earthers and we can you know we were all kind of outsiders but here we have some common ground. It's like yes, that's what it is, and that's the same for all cops and badges. It's the same for Trump. It's the same for whatever ideology people believe in. And like to I your point, that's what I that when you say like emotion trumps logic that's the, the, the stuff that comes to mind yeah um though it's interesting though so when you're like with politics though, i feel like the right leans a little more logical than the left i mean well at least with covid because like I, why i hear all the time from right-wing people it's like oh well technically the death rate's only one percent and like oh like logically like the economy will suffer more if we shut down like it's kind of like they kind of say like yeah people are gonna die mm -hmm. But, like, technically, it's not a big deal for these reasons, like, in these numbers. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, like, most, well, at least on Reddit, most people would think you're a fucking asshole because at the end of the day, it's like, okay, yeah, but you're talking about death here, a very emotional thing. Mm -hmm. You can't, so, like, when you try to, like, be intellectual about people dying, yeah, you're not going to win. You're just, you're just not going to win. Right, that one. yeah. You're just not. Yes, that's definitely... Yeah, like, yeah, trying to say, like, well, and this, like, goes back to the point about, like, well, you know, if we were a dictatorship and we just shut everything down, you know, like, in China, they boarded people up in their homes and they, like, they died, but on net, it probably saved a lot of life. It's like, dude, those are fucking difficult questions, you know? It's, and, yeah, yeah. you gotta balance the intellectual with the, with the emotional shit, so... The question is, like, how much value could you put on a life? We, I mean, well, I, I mean, like, but you can't because mm -hmm. I guess, like, it's emo, I mean, you can't quantify emotions. Mm -hmm. It's qualitative information, right? Mm -hmm. So you can't really place, I mean, you could place a qualitative value in life, but what the hell does that mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Can't put a number to it. Mm -hmm. It's not quantitative. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, yeah, well, that's a whole other philosophical question. What is the value of a yeah. life and how are we going to deal with it? But, um, Okay, George. How could you capture the essence of it? Right. Yeah. Right. All right. We're cut, we're on an hour and ten now. Oh wow! Which I think is pretty good. Very good. Um, George, I think this has been a uh, wildly successful uh, first. What we say, Paul, uh, I said uh, the Paul Flower podcast. We're gonna call it for now. Yeah. Um, I appreciate right you on. coming on as my first guest. Um, I will. Me. I will edit out that first. Um, Whatever that first thirty <laughs> yeah. seconds, whatever, yeah, will that will, oh boy, that will remain in darkness uh, forever, hopefully, <laughs> unless the CIA agent behind the camera um, caught me. So, um, but I appreciate yeah, you. Bigger fish to fry. You're fine. I hope. Um, yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, thank you, George, and thank you everybody for watching. Um, I guess we'll see you some other time, and we'll figure some shit out. You, George, and the people watching. So I'll figure yeah. out a better uh, ending. To adios. This. Okay. All right. Appreciate it, George.